What a joy it is for us to gather together on Christmas morning to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, when I think about Christmas, I think about two words, the two words that come up most often in my mind. The first is the word anticipation. The anticipation that begins to build as we prepare our hearts for Christmas Day. I think about it with our kids, the anticipation as they are nearing Christmas morning when they get to open the presents and and they have to come to church on Christmas Eve and they're saying, Mom, Dad, what are we waiting on? And yet that anticipation is building. And I think for us dads, a lot of times, we don't know what our kids are getting until they open the present. And the anticipation that we have and excitement of waiting for them to open it. Anticipation. And then the second word is the word celebration. As kids open their presents and the look on their face of excitement, of wow, just brings a smile to your face. I think for us, as we approach this morning, as we think about Jesus Christ coming and taking on flesh and dwelling among us, it is anticipation and celebration that we should have today. I want to read for us Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18, and work through chapter 2, verse 12 this morning. The Christmas story, Matthew's account. And this is God's word. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, In the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, 
and all Jerusalem with him and assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Father, we thank you for your word. And we ask you this morning that you would open our eyes that we would be able to see, that you would open our ears that we would be able to hear, and that you would open our hearts and our minds that we would be ready to respond to your word and to your spirit. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. The Christmas story is a story of anticipation and celebration. We see that first and foremost, the anticipation building in verses 18 through verse 25, this story of Joseph and Mary betrothed to one another, this miracle of the virgin being with child. And the text tells us that we know that the child was of the Holy Spirit and This was the promised one, the Messiah who was to come, the Savior that the world needed was coming. And the anticipation had been building up until this moment. It had been building from before the foundation of the world was laid. The prophets had prophesied that the Messiah would come. Moses had reminded the people from the Lord, that one would come who would crush the head of the serpent. One would come who would save people from their sins. And throughout the Old Testament, it has been building the anticipation, the longing, the waiting. The anticipation has been growing until this moment came. And here, we're reminded that God's plan was going to be fulfilled. The anticipation of waiting for the sun to come was going to happen. In fact, look with me in verse 20 as Joseph is wrestling with this betrothed 
woman that he has in Mary who is all of a sudden pregnant and the social stigma that would have surrounded that for him and he's planning his exit strategy. And yet the Lord appeared to him in an angel and said, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this, Matthew tells us, took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. The anticipation of the Messiah was coming. It was building. And this moment we encounter in Matthew's gospel has it at the crescendo. The Christ child is coming. And as we see, the Christ child did come. Mary gave birth to a son and called his name Jesus. This Savior of the world, the Son of God who took on flesh to come and to save people from their sins, to rescue us, the anticipation of that time. But not only is the Christmas story a story of anticipation, it's a story of celebration because Jesus arrived on the scene. At the end there in verse 25, she had given birth to a son, called his name Jesus, and then we see in chapter 2 verses 1 through 12, the wise men taking note of the star in the sky and making their way to figure out how can we worship this king? They journey to Herod, who was king in the area, and they tell him, we're here to worship the king. And Herod says, well, here I am. They said, no, nah, not you, man. Wrong king. It upsets Herod in this moment. It will end in a slaughter of male children, two years old and under. But the wise men are looking for the king, and they find him. They find Jesus. And I want you to notice what the text says. When they find Jesus, they fell down, verse 11 of chapter 2 tells us, and they worshiped him. And they offered to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, gifts fit for a king. They worshiped him. They celebrated what they had long waited for, the Christ child to come. As we think about the Christmas story, it is a story of anticipation. It is a story of celebration. 
And if you're a follower of Jesus this morning, the Christmas story is your present reality. You say, Pastor, how is that the case? Well, remember that the Christmas story is all about, as the prophets said, Emmanuel, God with us. And as a follower of Jesus, every morning that you open your eyes and your feet hit the floor, the great promise is God is with you. Christ in us, Paul says, the hope of glory. The anticipation for us as followers of Jesus is every single day the Christmas story is our story. We get to look forward to the reality that Jesus Christ dwells within us. In fact, when you and I took the step of trusting Jesus Christ as our Savior, the great promise that was made to us is that through his life and death and resurrection that our sins have been paid for by his death and our salvation was secured by his resurrection and he made the greatest exchange in our lives. He took our sin and gave us his righteousness, the greatest gift that we could have received was salvation through Jesus Christ. And every day, we live with anticipation, not doubt, not wondering, but anticipation of knowing God is with us because he dwells within us. I want you to know as well, the opportunity that's before us is one of celebration. In the same way as the wise men sought out Jesus and when they found him, they fell down on their knees and worshiped him and gave to him some of the most costly gifts that could have been given in this time of year. I want you to know for us as followers of Jesus, we have the opportunity every single day to celebrate what Jesus Christ has done in our lives. To fall down on our knees and to worship Him and to offer to Him gifts. You say, well, what do those gifts look like? Well, Paul tells us that we offer our lives as a living sacrifice. The gift that God desires from us is our life on the altar in worship to him. Every single day for the follower of Jesus is Christmas Day. A day of anticipation, God with us, God in us. A day of celebration, us offering our lives as an act of worship to the King who deserves it. 
And I have no doubt this morning that there is someone who's come in today. You have not yet taken that step of trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've not yet received the greatest gift that could have ever been given. That is Jesus Christ laying his life down for you, securing forgiveness for your sins, securing righteousness and right standing before God. And today he extends that gift to you to receive. Would you receive that today? On this Christmas day in 2022, Would you let today be the day of salvation in your life? For the believer, the Christmas story is our present reality. But the Christmas story is also our future hope. It's our present reality. We live in the reality that God is with us. Christ is in us. We live in celebration of offering our lives as an act of worship to him. But I want you to know the Christmas story, Emmanuel, God with us, is our future hope. And so as we leave this morning, we leave still with a sense of anticipation because Jesus who came as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem has promised us that he will return as the conquering king. That he will set up his throne and rule for all eternity. That he will be with us and we will be with him Christ in us Christ returning for us that is our great hope in the same way that we anticipate and long for and wait as we do that we have the opportunity to celebrate as well We have the opportunity to look forward to the day that will come when what we see now dimly, Paul tells us we will see face to face. We'll have the opportunity to see Jesus face to face. And not only us, But the book of Revelation reminds us in chapter 7 that around the throne will be people from all nations and tribes and tongues. And guess what they will be doing? They will be worshiping Jesus Christ as the Lord. The Christmas story is our present reality. The Christmas story is our future hope. We live today as followers of Jesus still with anticipation. Anticipation knowing that God is with us, Christ is within us. We live with anticipation knowing that he is coming back for us and will rule with all 
power and all authority for all eternity. And we live every day with celebration, a desire to worship him with every aspect of our being and the great hope that we will join with millions upon millions from all tribes, tongues, and nations worshiping Jesus Christ as King. That is our story. That is our hope this morning on this Christmas day. Would you bow your heads with me? As Pastor Scott makes his way back up, I'm going to give you a few moments as we prepare our hearts to celebrate communion together, a tangible, real celebration of Jesus' life, his death on our behalf. Would you take a few moments to reflect on what Jesus Christ has done in your life? Would you take a few moments this morning to celebrate, to worship him for who he is and for what he's done? be here this morning and for you the step that you need to take is to trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior we'd love nothing more than to help you take that step this morning but in reality it's a simple decision a simple step and that is to admit that you're a sinner believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to this earth. He lived a perfect, sinless life on your behalf, that he took your sin upon himself on the cross, and that there he died paying the debt that you owed. But he didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave, securing the greatest gift that could ever be offered that is salvation through him and you confess that he is Lord of your life it's not a magic formula but it is a heartfelt decision to place your hope trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation this morning If you're already a follower of Jesus, 
This is an opportunity for you to reflect on that sense of anticipation. God with you, Christ in you, from this day until you draw your last breath. Celebration. As you lay your life on the altar as an act of worship for Him. Anticipation as we wait and long for Christ Jesus' return as King. Celebration as we look forward to the day when we will see Him perfectly as He is and we will gather with all believers and we will worship Jesus Christ as Lord. Father, we thank you this morning on this Christmas day in 2022 for who you are, for what you've done. We thank you for the greatest gift that has ever been given, the greatest act of love that has ever been witnessed in you sending your son Jesus to this earth. to rescue us through his life, death, and resurrection. God, would you help us who are followers of Jesus this morning to live with anticipation. God, to live with a heart of celebration from this day forward. For it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to ask our ushers if they'll come forward and we'll celebrate communion this morning, church. just want to remind you as we begin to pass out the elements this morning, the bread and the cup, that if you are a follower of Jesus, you've taken that step of trusting him as your savior, we would invite you to join with us as we partake this morning, as we remember Jesus Christ's body broken for us, his blood shed for us. I know we've got a number of kids in the room this morning. Parents, I just want to encourage you. It is okay for them not to receive this if they've not yet taken that step. And it's a wonderful opportunity for you to be able to share with them what this means and the significance of it as we celebrate this morning as a church family.
Before Jesus went to the cross on our behalf, he met with his disciples, shared a meal with them, and during that time, he took bread, and he broke it, and he passed it to them, and he said that it represented his body that would soon be broken for them, his body that was broken for us. And so this morning, as we partake of the bread, we're reminded of Jesus' body broken for us. Following that, Jesus took the cup and he shared with his disciples that it represented his blood that would soon be shed for their sins to be forgiven, his blood that was shed for our sins to be forgiven. And so as we partake of the cup this morning, we are reminded of Jesus' blood that was shed for us. As we head into 2023, May we remember all that Christ has done for us. May we live with a sense of anticipation. May we live with a heart of celebration for what he's done and for the promise of what he will do. Church, would you stand? Let's sing as we close out our service this morning. <laughs> 